The Blockbusters Podcast is proud to be a member of the Pod Bros Network. You can find us, as well as other fine shows such as The Guy Huddle, Language of Bromance, and Dave's Nerd Compendium at podbros.com and on Twitter at, at podbrosnetwork. Now sit back, relax, and enjoy this episode of the Blokebusters Podcast. I'm Paul. And I'm Brian. Today we will be talking about Terminator Genesis. 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 Really doesn't matter how you want to say it. I'm just going to stick with Genesis just for convenience Mm -hmm. sake. But first, just homekeeping stuff out of the way. Do follow us on Twitter at Blokebusters. Best way to get a hold of us. Yeah, it's it's by far the easiest for us Mm -hmm. to communicate with all of you lovely people and we do have a facebook account yes not as active but hey yeah we try and keep keep it going and you put that on there i will see it yeah yep. dot com slash blokebusters email us blokebusterpodcast at gmail.com and we have a website which is blokebusters.webs.com Again, that one's not updated as much as we'd like, but whatever. We have a website. Yes. It is there. Multiple ways to air your grievances or your love. Either way. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> so, uh, what are the nuts and bolts of this film? Nuts and bolts. The director is a guy called Alan Taylor. Don't recognize mm-hmm. the name, but uh, there we go. That is who directed this. A budget of $155 million. And as of July 11th, which is 10 days after it came out, I believe, $174.5 million. And what was the budget? Uh, well, it has, made, it has made just about $20 million over the budget. <laughs> that is telling. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes. Uh, it's one of those things that if they don't make the budget back opening weekend for this sort of film... Uh-huh. You're gonna run into a little. I mean, this bother. could be qual- already qualified as a flop. I think it could. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, yeah. I Te- mean, technically, it has made its budget back, and there will still be yes. some money made off mm. it. But yeah, that is worldwide. So. But yeah, they're going to <laughs> make most of their money. I would think on VOD and Blu-ray. Maybe, maybe. (laughs) Oh, there's plenty of dumb people. Yeah, I do. (laughs) I think it's gonna end up being most people will buy this film either because there are some people that genuinely like it, or yeah, the people (laughs) that need to get the box sets that Mm -hmm. have it, or people that are willing to buy the newest box set with the newest special features that just happen to have the I was a completist once and then Spider-Man 3 came out (laughs) (laughs) and I said I don't need that in my house (laughs) I think that's a good jumping off point (laughs) (laughs) alright who's Uh, in this movie who's in this movie right well first and foremost you've obviously got the governor himself Arnold Schwarzenegger as the T-800 or Pops, or Pops, uh, Granddad, I believe. Yes, is, uh-huh. Uh, whatever. The tissue ages, okay. Well, I, whatever. I, I, I would, 
I got behind it's that. It's cheap. It, it is. It's a way of explaining, hey, he looks older, because he does. Uh-huh. <laughs> it has been, what is it, uh, 30, 29 years? No, mm-hmm. no, 31 years since the first film came no. out. So, understandably so, they had to you come up with You think Skynet would have come up or had something more reliable, though, than, you know, non-aging tissue, if they can do all this... Maybe, but I don't know. Like, I know they're not supposed to be in service for that long. Yeah, I I would argue that the whole point of Skynet is like we'll just mass produce these things, and Mm -hmm. the war will be over in a couple of years. Like, they're not thinking that far ahead. Okay, but then go ahead. Yes. Okay. So next, I got Jason Clark as John Connor, Mm -hmm. or and I'm gonna I'm gonna spoil this right now just because the the trailer did (laughs) T three thousand, which I don't think. I mean, Arnold Schwarzenegger's character might have said it at one point when he was describing it. I don't know if it was, yeah. Yeah, I, I don't recall but that But to be fair, I don't know what was said in a lot of the films. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and so, yeah, then Jason Clark, and then who? Yeah, I, do uh, you have the second Clark there? I do, yes. Amelia Clark. Yes, no yes. relation. Uh, no. Sarah Connor. Yes, yes that is a relation. <laughs> and, of course, Daenerys Targaryen to the rest of you. Yes. Uh not to me though. I'm, I'm not ah, allowed to. Horrible person. To, to my oh. wife, yes. To me, no. I'm I'm actually not allowed to watch it because my wife watches it. <laughs> <laughs> well, anyway, it's, uh, uh, Danny uh, Danny T yeah. is rocking it in there, and Jai Courtney as Kyle Reese. I don't mm. think I know him from much else. No, unfortunately. Just, yeah, I know he has been in a lot of films and generic and, younger looking guy. Yeah, I mean. He's he's Australian, so I know that he's been in some Australian films that I haven't seen. But, mm. uh, I hear he's good in some of those other films. But to me, it could have just been that same guy from Godzilla or just any of yeah. those people. You know, just late twenties. They, they, yeah, they, <laughs> they needed someone roughly Kyle Reese's age to play yeah. Kyle Reese. Mm-hmm. Uh, Lee Byung Hun, I'd probably mispronounce that as the T one thousand, and Matt Smith. All you Doctor Who fans out there probably were excited to see him, and then he wasn't in it very much, as mm-hmm. Skynet or the T-5000. <laughs> I'm fairly certain that is never mentioned, but according no. to Wikipedia, he is the T-5000. I'm sure it was in the script somewhere. No, that was sure, who lots was. of things are in the script. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Let's move on here to... And uh, uh, the last one I've got written down, which was actually the only surprise for me, because he wasn't in any of the trailers and I didn't see a cast list before this, was J.K. Simmons at Detective O'Brien. Always loving, but yeah, just... He's a throwaway character. Yeah. Uh, yes, uh, he, he, was, uh, he was Ben Affleck in this film, and that's mm-hmm. uh, a bit of a reference stretch if anyone, <laughs> if anyone knows what I'm talking about here. A film called... <laughs> <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes. I think yeah. Brian knows. Uh-huh. <laughs> but hey, you know, we all got to pay bills. So... Yeah. No, no yeah, love I, lost for J.K. Simmons. No, yeah, for his I, involvement. I am perfectly fine with J.K. Simmons being in the film. It was one of the things that I enjoyed mm-hmm. about the film. One no. <laughs> when I was looking for things to enjoy, yes. 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 When like, I say one of, the list is not very big. Something to hang my hat on was, oh, at least J.K. Simmons was in it. Yeah. <laughs> so, All right. So where right, do you want to start this with mess. this? Then? Uh, oh, I I gosh. will say right now, uh, later in this podcast, there will be a bit of a time travel talk by me 
and a lot of eye crossing by Brian. Uh, I'm just going to tune out and uh, I don't know, play some solitaire for five minutes. But <laughs> yeah, I I had upon watching this film, I realised that to fully explain what my issue was with parts of this film, I had to write down the time travel elements of it, and uh, I, I will tweet this out after this episode comes out. Uh, I, I have a full page of uh, time travel timelines from the series, so uh, look forward to that. So essentially, <laughs> yeah, if you're not interested in hearing how that goes down, smoke them if you got them. Uh, <laughs> yes, yeah. I, it will be in the, the show notes, so look for exactly when it starts and exactly when it finishes for most of you, <laughs> and then you can just kind of yes. skip over it. I mean, I'm sure are. there's some people that would actually like to see if any of it makes sense <laughs> as far as timelines go but if you just don't give a shit like myself yeah. <laughs> you yeah. can skip that part yes. unfortunately for Brian he has to listen to it because he's here <laughs> you have no choice <laughs> my ears will be uh, held hostage uh, alright yes. so yes where, where are we starting well let's start with uh, I just wanted to start with the ridiculous uh, description on uh, a certain movie database alright oh, uh, yeah, John I Connor this up. sends Kyle Reese back in time to protect Sarah Connor but when he arrives in 1984, nothing is as he expected it to be. <laughs> which is a complete bullshit synopsis. Which I know that's not approved by the film or anything like that. Also, but yeah, that, that is uh, about five minutes of screen time in the film. Yeah. I think. Uh, that, mm-hmm. Yeah, no. That's but <laughs> I don't know where to even begin with this. Uh, Alright, well I, I think what what we need to do very quickly then is... You were telling me beforehand you've only really seen the first two. The first two, yeah. They, like, otherwise, fully. known as the good ones. Yes, <laughs> yes. The one, the James Cameron Terminator film, yeah, and the obvious, one that knows how to make action movies. Yeah, and obviously, those two are the best in the franchise. And then you've got the third film, Rise of the Machines, uh, which I will get a little bit into a little later. Um, but I'm okay with that one. I'm okay with that one existing. Mm-hmm. The fourth film, which basically was a throwaway one it's set in the future nothing different uh, happens at the end as a result of the mm-hmm. events of the film so it's it just I think it was just a film of we want to see the war at this point mm-hmm. I think that's all it was there for and then you got this one uh, I from purely a time travel slash action slash all that thing I think this one falls Kind of in the middle of those last three. There's no kind of about it. Yeah. <laughs> there is. Yeah. yeah. I mean, it, it's just the the action parts of this film mm-hmm. were good, but that's because the modern action films are relatively good at building up and making big, showy, actiony things. <laughs> but. Yeah. The rest of the film was just kind of throwaway, I think. Uh, I just wanted to, my t- starting off point is just, I thought some of the worst dialogue I've heard in, the oh, movie yeah. in a long time. <laughs> I, mean, I mean, if Mordecai had not happened, which we all hope wished yeah. had not happened, uh, it would be the worst dialogue in a long, long time. But since Mordecai is in our recent yeah. life, history, second worst. Uh, it is so bad. I mean, yeah. it, it's, a, a lot of bland. A lot of bland. Yeah, and I mean, I don't know. It just seems like, like I, I, I love Amelia Clark. I think she's awesome, and 
Not just because she's lovely to look at, but I do really <laughs> love her as that character in Game of Thrones. Mm-hmm. And uh, I don't know, she just had these really, really, really stupid lines. Like, you know, like, they were a lot of trailer moments. Come with me if you want to live. Yeah. Um, or, or, like, it would seem like when they were starting to do the conversations that you'll get into where I would go cross-eyed. Yeah. She would just have a little button at the end of the scene. Well, either way, we gotta do this. You yeah. know, or, <laughs> well, we, we should run. <laughs> you know, it was always like, okay, let's just dumb it down and and yeah, let's we, get out of the scene. <laughs> yeah, we, we need to have something to bring everyone that isn't interested in time travel, which, unfortunately, at this point, probably about 80% of the people that went to see the film. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. It, I, don't, I don't know. I... I, did, I the the one thing I'll say about the dialogue is I think that they nailed the T eight hundred dialogue stuff though, like with the possible exception of because the T eight hundred, even though it can be programmed to understand human emotion, mm-hmm. it's not artificial intelligence itself. Therefore, it can't actually have the emotions which he does have at the end of the film. Yes, yeah. <laughs> so mm-hmm. I, I mean, unless you want to argue, and that, he was a bit too talky. I thought like in well, this film. Yes, but if you think about it, he's been around for so long. He's been around Sarah Connor raising her mm-hmm. as kind of a father figure. He's been around society. Therefore, he kind of would have had to assimilate. Mm-hmm. Then probably just talk more. Like, I don't know. I like my Terminators <laughs> choosing their words carefully. No, yeah. <laughs> I... I, I, get, I can see both sides. Actions speaking louder than words. Yeah. Not, yeah, let's explain this whole thing yeah. in I, I, I do, straight accent. But I do think that his character probably has the best dialogue just because the rest of the dialogue wasn't very good. <laughs> the, the not as horrible dialogue. Yeah. Not the best, yeah. Mm, now, the least horrible. Now, I have to say, so 1984... Mm-hmm. Oh, and they made got... it very clear it was 1984. Oh, look, a mohawk. Yeah, Ooh, look. yeah. It was that was stupid. Yeah. I mean, it, they did a very good job at recreating the scene when the first. In well, the first yeah, Terminator, but you can watch those movies. I don't need to see. No, yeah. yeah, but uh, how old is Sarah Connor supposed to be in 1984 in that first film? Would you say mid twenties? I would say very maybe like twenty. I would say. Young, yeah, I would say like, mid twenties at the most. Because I'm, I'm trying to remember Linda Hamilton in that film. Mm-hmm. Like, I, I was definitely older than twenty, maybe mid twenties, like something like that. How old would you say Amelia Clark looked in this film? Because I Not, got a like seventeen-year-old vibe. She, I would say like twenty at the top. Yeah, 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 very young. I mean, I know she's. She's actually, I don't know, I should probably look up her age, but I know she's around that age. She's fairly young. No, yeah, um, I, I, I don't, but, I know that she, she isn't as young as she looked in the film, and I get the feeling that one of the reasons she probably got the part is that she does kind of look mm-hmm. like uh, Linda Hamilton, mm-hmm. but, yeah. I, she's I actually watching, 28, so. Okay, there you go. Yeah. As I was watching this film, I just couldn't get my head passed she looks like a teenager they did really make her look very young yeah Yeah. so I was like okay this is supposed to be someone who's the same age as the the Terminator Mm -hmm. Linda Hamilton I wasn't buying it I know we're jumping ahead here but they did have that weird moment that's like kind of from Star Wars uh, if you'll get where I'm going with this at all where she meets 
really uh, young Kyle Reese. And you're like, okay, you're gonna like screw that kid someday. <laughs> you know where you know now you get the Star Wars yeah, reference where okay. like Natalie Portman is hanging out with his little kid. Yeah. <laughs> That's going to be Darth Vader. And yeah. it is just weird and creepy. Just just with a bit more uh, to steal from Doctor Who, not uh, with Matt Smith, it's fine. With a bit more uh wibbly wobbly, timey wimey mm-hmm. <laughs> additional stuff thrown in. Yeah. There. But Okay. <laughs> so, I don't know. Back to uh, All right. Pops. I just wanted to talk about... Yeah, I guess we were still talking about Pops a little bit. But All right, yeah, go I, ahead. I just... First of all, I hate the name. Fair enough. Pops. It's stupid. Um, I don't know. Yeah, too much dialogue. Uh, the aging thing kind of bothered me, because they could... Um, the young Arnold, I thought, looked pretty good. Yeah? Um, yeah. So, uh, it, it was... why couldn't they keep current... <laughs> or, uh, like, you know, mid or fifties, forties looking Arnold, not seventy year old Arnold or you know, sixty five. Well, well, the stupid thing is that the two thousand seventeen, if you're like looking at it properly, the two thousand seventeen Arnold would probably have been closest to actual Arnold. Yes, yeah. So, yeah. like, why not mm-hmm. just stick him there, like? As of nineteen eighty four, and then just have him still look kind of the same. Yeah, and I was really bummed by the Albie back line. I knew it was in the trailer, but I was hoping it'd be one of those trailer moments that doesn't make it in the film. Yeah, you know, like oh, they didn't do that, did they? Yeah, they did. <laughs> uh, I mean, was there anyone that was like, oh, 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 remember when he did that? In the first, <laughs> oh yeah, oh, I see what they did there. Yeah, it's just stupid. Well, speaking <laughs> speaking of trailer, <laughs> trailer, yeah. That's all you need to watch is the trailer for this. Yeah, film. well, definitely because they give away what could have been a great like for anyone that isn't very good at like piecing together little mm-hmm. bits and going aha, that's where they're going. Or on the other hand, very good at losing themselves in the narrative. Yeah, yeah. Could have been a really good mid film. What the fuck <laughs> moment, mm-hmm. but wasn't because. No. They showed in the second theatrical trailer released for this the spoiler that John Connor is a Terminator as of half an hour into the film. Like, mm-hmm. it. Why? I know that the director specifically went to the studio and other people. Apparently, like, I know he went to at least two separate things and just said, like, don't do this. <laughs> this is the stupidest oh, idea. So he didn't want that show. He did not yeah, want the it in there. Yeah. And they just went, okay, yeah, then we, we hear you. We're putting it out. <laughs> <laughs> We're going to do it anyway because we don't give a shit. Yeah. I, yeah. I, I couldn't believe that that was I mean, I guess there. people could chalk it up to like a dream sequence or something, but that's but, a stretch. And yeah, yeah. I, maybe, but if your plot of the film hinges around the fact that John Connor turns into a Terminator mm. why put that in the trailer even if mm. you're going to sell it as it's one of those yeah that, that could be a really like you said a really cool great cinematic moment and it's ruined uh, a la like the stadium exploding in the Dark Knight trailer yeah. And like takes all of the air out of that scene then every sequence because you know what's going to happen and yeah <laughs> like why 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 is 
Yeah, I'm going to go into my Mordecai stutter here. Why, why? (laughs) There are so many things where it could have been in the trailer where you see John Connor doing something that is slightly off, Mm. but doesn't say Terminator. And then it could be, okay, that's weird. And then you see the film. Yeah, acting oddly here. Yeah. There are multiple points in the film where he's in it, and he's doing something odd, but it's not... Terminator odd is just odd. So mm-hmm. like, you could have him do that. Yeah. Also, redeeming things. I thought he th- that actor played it well. Yeah. Um, and he looked cool. I like the scars and stuff. Like he was well put together. Yeah. I thought he was a good John Connor mm-hmm. because, like, he is that battle worn John Connor. I mean, I know that Christian Bale in mm-hmm. the fourth one is supposed to be kind of battle worn John Connor, but this is getting towards the end of the war John Connor I mean the benchmark wasn't too high he had to top Edward Furlong (laughs) but (laughs) Edward Furlong Nick Nolte and Christian Bale (laughs) yeah I was saying Ed Furlong as the second as the previous best John Connor I I would argue that Nick Nolte Nick Nolte um, okay not having seen the film I can't corroborate I I did find that uh, in the second film like the second film's great but I I did find the kid kind of annoying like Super I mean, annoying. To, uh, to be fair, he is a ten-year-old kid, but, like, but yeah. do, they, do they have to max out the annoying factor? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Speaking of, let's get back to this film. Oh, sorry. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Oh, where should we go here from uh, here? Uh, <laughs> Said the uh, scriptwriter. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> right, I, I think I'm gonna have to get into, get into like, the timeline. The timeline where we go. Okay. Like. All right. So, <laughs> like we have one, it's over. Yeah. Alright, so here we go. I have the page in front of me. <laughs> so I will very quickly go over the first four films because the timeline from those films are okay. Like, you know, they make sense. They follow. They're not some, too muddled. Yeah. No, they follow rules of time travel that anyone that follows time travel mm-hmm. stuff will go, okay, yeah, I can see and that. And the rules that they establish. Yes, yeah, exactly. Within the film, yeah. So it's not necessarily. The Back to the Future one, where if you change the past, you start disappearing. Mm-hmm. And it's definitely not that in this film. Um, no. Which I'll get into. But, so, the first one, let's say you have the original timeline. Sarah Connor, John Connor is born at some point. Like, not Takara Reese. There is just a John Connor. Judgment Day happens. John Connor exists. The Terminators then send one back to 1984 to kill, kill. Sarah Connor. Mm-hmm. And then he sends Carl Reese back. This creates a second timeline, which is slightly different from the first mm-hmm. one. But the only difference is now Carl Reese is his dad. Because they stop the Terminator. And that's mm-hmm. that's the end of Terminator 1. It's a second timeline. Judgment Day is still going to happen. Blah, blah, blah. Terminator 2. You have that's happened. And then because it didn't work, and because of that now timeline, they send a T-1000 back. And so... Mm-hmm. Uh, John Connor then to kill John to kill John John Connor himself yeah not the mom and so John Connor then sends a T-800 back now the only way these work is if they find out that this is going to happen and then in response to them finding out they send it rather than in response to the thing being sent back Mm -hmm. because that's when you get into timeline breaking so and my brain breaking. Because <laughs> yeah, exactly. so I'm surprisingly with you so far. Okay, so this is this is you. now the third actual timeline in these films, in the second film, because both the T-1000 and T-800 are there. 
They solved that in inverted commas, no judgment day at the end of Terminator 2, right? Mm -hmm. Now, Terminator 3 starts with that exact same timeline because it turns out that Judgment Day has just been moved forward rather than... So rather than happening in 1997, (laughs) it's now in whenever it was, 2000-something. Okay. So so you started off, the third timeline now has Judgment Day later, Mm -hmm. and they then send the TX back to kill off the... Well, John Connor, they can find him, but his sergeants... And so that creates this fourth one, and then of course the T eight hundred comes back again, and so that's the fourth line. Judgment Day does happen. Right, so this is that's the first three, and the fourth film. It's basically the exact same timeline, but I think I don't know if they went with Judgment Day happened in nineteen ninety seven or if Judgment Day happened off as a result of the third film. So I couldn't double check that before I wrote this down. So it's either timeline from Terminator 3 or the timeline from Terminator 2. One of those two. But nothing changes to the timeline. There is no mm-hmm. Terminators going back. There's no, like, it's nothing. Yeah. yeah, nothing's changed. And then you get to this film. <laughs> Where they just say, fuck it. <laughs> yes. Okay. So. Fuck it all. Basically, we're assuming here... That this is a timeline, they actually state Judgment Day happened in 1997, which means that the third and the fourth film didn't happen. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they're so rewriting al- the canon. So already, yeah. difference there. Mm-hmm. And there is no evidence of them having sent a Terminator back to kill John, only to kill Sarah, which means that only the first film has happened. And so, yeah. Judgment Day has happened in 1997, and then there's. They're sending so Terminator Two actually hasn't happened definitely because of that, um, because they didn't stop Judgment Day and it's not further back. So only Terminator One has happened, which kind of breaks something a little later. But there we go. So then they find out that Skynet is sending the original T eight hundred back to kill Sarah Connor, and so they send Carl Reese back. So that happens. Carl well, yeah. Reese arrives in 1984 in a timeline that is different that makes no sense it <laughs> absolutely makes no yeah. sense now i i cannot you can argue that you can send someone from the past into a future that will be different because things can alter and you'll arrive in a different future than you than you left but it's not possible to go from one future into a past that doesn't happen that is different from your past any laws of time travel that I can think of yes, means that that doesn't work. <laughs> not on any level. Yeah. yeah. So, and that was my issue from the original trailer. <laughs> and you then find out that at some point, at some other future, they sent back a T-800 to save nine-year-old Sarah Connor because Skynet sent a Terminator to kill nine-year-old Sarah Connor and then, so that happened at mm-hmm. some point. I kind of think that would have been more interesting than this film. Like, yeah. just maybe use that and then set up this film. Mm-hmm. I don't know. And so that's, so you had timeline five, which this one started on, which is different to the other timelines. And then go to timeline six, which the person from timeline five ended up in. They then, 
at some point after killing the T-1000 which Skynet sent back to kill Kyle Reese but sent him back to earlier which I can kind of get behind because John Connor was kind of captured they know when they're sending him to well, so that's fine and remember John Connor has been caught in timeline 5 that's important and, well, that's, if you say so. <laughs> and that's, when, that's when he's turned into a Terminator in timeline 5 they're in timeline 6 now where Kyle Reese is back, it's kind of the original one, but it's changed because there's now a Terminator protecting Sarah Connor already. They then jump in time to 2017. I have no idea why 2017 is now Judgment Day. There is no reason mm-hmm. given. There's no reason why the people that created Skynet in 1997 in the original timeline mm-hmm. wouldn't have created Skynet in 1997 because there's nothing they've done yeah, to stop that yeah why wait another 20 years <laughs> and for whatever reason Kyle Reese is able to picture when he's going back in time to a separate timeline get a memory of something that happened in a separate timeline because he was caught in the stream somehow mm-hmm. wibbly wobbly timey wimey yes so they then go into 2017 if you're following any rules of time travel whatsoever now, John Connor doesn't exist, and they have just turned up in 2017. So Sarah Connor disappeared and now reappeared. Mm-hmm. John Connor was never born in whenever whatever year, mm-hmm. 1985, I guess it was, they yeah. were born. So, yeah, John Connor doesn't exist. This is now Timeline 7, and it is Timeline 7 that the John Connor Terminator from Timeline 5 has been sent to. Somehow, mm-hmm. which means that Carl Reese was sent to timeline six, John Connor was sent to timeline seven in a timeline when John Connor doesn't exist, which means that he couldn't have sent Carl Reese back. <laughs> is that, going, I, I, I knew this is where you know. <laughs> I'm tagging out. So, so yeah, and th- this was my biggest issue with this film is that they took any laws of time travel that would make any logical sense whatsoever and I know that using the words time travel and logical <laughs> don't necessarily for something that theoretically does not exist yet yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. and yet you have or to say no you have to say theoretically there we're doing no yeah. right. this is just the filmmakers wanted these characters together to do this thing and I find it incredibly difficult that someone didn't come to them and just say, you do know this doesn't work, right? But you have Mm -hmm. someone from one timeline going to a separate timeline, someone from that first timeline going to a third timeline that these people then jump Mm -hmm. into. They create that timeline by going forward in time, which you didn't know was going to happen. (laughs) And and to that, they said, Don't know, I've gone cross-eyed. I suggest you don't worry about this sort of thing and just enjoy yourself. That goes for you all, too. Yes. No one's actually going to sit down and figure this out. And Paul said, Ah, au contraire. (laughs) Challenge accepted, sir. (laughs) You have been caught. Yeah. Yeah, and it... I think that's generally what they thought, though. Nah, no one's going to give a shit. (laughs) Yeah, like, no... The general public is not going to do this. Well, I'm not the general General. public. (laughs) No. (laughs) I'm someone that enjoys time travel film and enjoys thinking about time travel and following stuff. And loves when it all kind of works together. Yeah. If you're following some sort of logic to your film Mm -hmm. that your previous films have followed 
and I'm I'm even giving them the option of alternate timelines mm. being created and that solving. But I'm fine with that. Yeah. But this is cross timeline time traveling. Multiple cross timeline yeah. time traveling. See, I'm fi- I know it's not a time travel film, but I'm fine <laughs> with them kind of destroying or ignoring canon. To a point where uh, my comparison, because my my comparison is Jurassic World, where they essentially ignored the sequels and just reset it to right after one. I'm fine with that. I'm fine (laughs) with, but don't try to acknowledge all of the other films and then destroy the canon. Yeah, (laughs) on top of that. Yeah, I just I was in the film watching this happen, just going no. Mm-hmm. What are you doing? <laughs> yeah, just make it right after T two or something. You know, start the script there uh, yeah. and ignore three and four. Yeah, I mean, there's this thing of I loved their idea of Skynet coming about because everyone now wants their technology connected. Like everyone's on their phone doing stuff. Everyone's up. Which can computers. we say Genesis is just a cloud? <laughs> they made it sound like this amazing thing. It, it already exists. It's yeah. called the cloud. Yeah, it, it, well, it, it's. I mean, granted, it's a multi-platform mm-hmm. cloud, which there's not too much of that. No, you have point. to have the this devices. Would be everything. The same, yes. uh-huh. Which, which I do. I, my issue there as well is you can create software that becomes a multi-platform cloud but all of those platforms need to be built to for that to be possible there needs to be stuff in that technology that will allow cross-platform mm-hmm. stuff so they they were selling this as well this is going online but they they didn't mention anything about well we've been working with these manufacturers for years yeah well you need to have a patch for your car you need to have a patch for your house you know like all this will exist but you need to install (laughs) software point two or something Uh so yeah so you have this technology which at this point we're like well this could happen but then they don't go into at all how it happened in a timeline which the people coming into the timeline shouldn't exist properly, or the yeah, just the, <laughs> poles going cross-eyed. Yeah, and it, this was the point where the reason I'm going cross-eyed is I, I was trying to realize, like, how could someone have written this and not known this wouldn't work? Like, someone that is writing a sci-fi film involving time travel, who has clearly never actually. Either watched or it's clearly read. never time traveled. Yeah. <laughs> That's what ne- you meant ne- to say. Never watched or read a time travel film or book. Like, uh, th- it's kind of like I'm fairly certain I read somewhere that the person, the person that wrote the Twilight books, has never read or watched a vampire film or book I before. That. <laughs> before making it, and it's like. I think it's the same Wouldn't situation you know the subject here. matter? Yeah. Yeah, I mean, these mm-hmm. are people that have seen the original Terminators. James Cameron has come out and specifically said that he basically endorses this film because he liked the nods to the first two films. It actually compliments them, and he didn't like the third and fourth film, so he kind of sees this as a rebooting mm-hmm. that ignores them. However, it also ignores the second film, and I, I, don't, I don't get it. Like, th- this... My page I'm looking at right now. Well, James now. Cameron has lost his mind. Though, too. <laughs> he's he's been in Hollywood too long 
And yeah, he made Avatar. <laughs> uh, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> and the sequel now. But. I mean, like, I'm showing this to Brian. There's arrows going from yes. multiple lines. Uh, I, I'm pretty much looking at Stephen Hawking's like sketch pad here. <laughs> <laughs> if he could have a sketch pad, if, yes, <laughs> with eye, eye clicks. Or yeah. Eye, yeah, but yes, a uh, pre 1960s Stephen Hawking sketch. Yeah. So but. sorry for everyone that's just listened to kind of babbling there, but that that's what this film it's was. A perfect example of. Of the film itself, yeah. just trying to explain the timelines, just trying to explain the film. Yeah, I mean, and yeah, to to just double check with what I've just said in the first four films, as a result of the first four films, there are four separate timelines. This film has three mm-hmm. by itself. Adds three, yeah, <laughs> yeah. So almost doubling the number of timelines within a single film mm-hmm. and also ignoring any form of time travel rules that I can think of. Like, yeah. yeah that, that's why this film doesn't work. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm not even going to go and into... Just my number one gripe with time travel films is that the, there are no real consequences because you can always redo it. You can always go back in time and do it again. As Assuming you follow a specific set of rules. Obviously, yes. obviously you mm-hmm. had the Back to the Future rules, yes. which kind of make the most sense. And if you survive that current time. Yeah, line. is yes. that it's... time will undo itself mm-hmm. if you change something. If you change something so you no longer exist, you will no longer exist. Mm-hmm. And obviously it then gave you the wiggle room of, well, it's taking But you can a travel while. to an alternate timeline past that you weren't even <laughs> yeah. involved in, but... Yeah. Oh, and, my God. And I mean... Like Back to the Future Three does it perfectly when they go back all the way. They change the name of the ravine. They change someone's life, and they go back. Marty, having been there and not actually lived through the timeline, he still knows that it's Clayton mm-hmm. Ravine. But you go back and you see it's actually now Eastwood Ravine, <laughs> and like the little changes like that. That is how it should work. Uh, assuming that you're allowing this one person to have travelled and now he's in an alternate one and he hasn't changed. So that's fine. That's great. That's not how this works. (laughs) Not at all. And on top of that, it then also defies the laws of physics a couple of times in... Well, number one, they're driving a bus. And you see it in the trailer. They're driving a bus. The Terminator lands on his bike on the bus and then causes the bus to flip. Right? So you see the bus flip and like front, front down, back comes up. It's going kind of like a a pencil or a domino, mm-hmm. just topping over and over. It then cuts to it on its side rolling. And I'm I'm not joking. In one shot, it is flipping over like that. In the very next shot of the same bus, it is on its side rolling. Mm-hmm. Okay. Uh-huh. <laughs> yep. <laughs> sure. Why not? <laughs> and then, and then you have the point where all of the characters should have died. They get in the helicopter. They go off the end of the building. They're going down, and then fifty feet from crashing, they do a swing, and off they go. Like no, <laughs> even if you got that helicopter at the right angle. To then be able to go up, you wouldn't have enough force to stop yourself to slam. Oh yeah, helicopters don't work like that. Yeah, I'm like <laughs> uh, bullshit. Yeah, uh, well, I said that about four thousand times. Yeah. In the movie, but 
And yeah, it's not a jet. They're, the, uh, yeah, yeah not this is the stuff that was occurring to me as I'm watching the film. Yeah, not even after you had time I'm, to think about I'm it. I am yeah. not in this film. I am, no. It has not drawn me in. The time travel that they did pulled me so out of this film. And then the acting... like There were good actors in this film. But, but not, the acting was not you, great. But you only... Yeah, when you have a pile of drivel to deliver, you can only do so much with it. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, the best dialogue was... Arnold Schwarzenegger doing deadpan as Terminator. And Sadly, also, yes. <laughs> and also Matt Smith as Skynet later because he's just giving exposition, basically. Mm. Like, and he says, I need to establish that I am evil AI. Like, <laughs> fine, I guess. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. J.K. Simmons was wasted. Amelia Clark was wasted. Um, that Jai Courtney, which uh, I, he didn't really bring much. Yeah. Um, yeah, so sadly, the guy that shouldn't be talking was the best dialogue <laughs> of the film. Yeah, so it, there's really not much to save about this film. I mean, I, I will argue that the action beats were good, but that's just that, that was where I was just about to go. Is the the only saving grace I could find was that um, nods to the special effects team. I thought they did a marvelous job. Uh, there yeah. were some really great pieces of of, of just like the uh, what was it the T one thousand or whatever, just like the layers of him being pulled apart. Yeah, uh, and there's some really, really, really cool special effects shots. Um, but that that's the only thing I could think of. Yeah, that, that I, mean, I really liked. And that that's kind of sad that the best part about this film is the CG. Yes, <laughs> that, that's normally not the best part. Yeah, of the it film. should accompany it and help it, but it, yeah, it shouldn't be the main reason. Yeah, or the only reason uh, that you <laughs> can find to like it. Uh, yeah. Uh, um, also, I generally wanted to go just not specifically this film, but the it's a alarming trend, I think, of. <laughs> R-rated rating, R rated movies or franchises being rebooted as PG-13. <laughs> yeah. It is never a good idea. Yeah. It does not work. Uh, the first two were both rated R. Uh, yeah. I don't know as, as far as the last two were, but I, they, they were darker and grittier. And I can tell you that the third film in the UK was rated 15. Mm-hmm. Which R uh, would be eighteen in the mm-hmm. UK, so it was toned down a bit. Yeah, but uh, the fourth film, I think, again would have either a fifteen or a twelve A. So that one again going. But down. I just hate that. I mean, you've established kind of a feel and yeah. a world, and then you're dumbing it down, and well, you're making it just because you want. You just want that's all it is is a money grab to get younger audience members in there. Well, well that. But also the question is how far to come because, you know, violence now has to be incredibly violent to get a higher rating. Mm-hmm. And also there's a distinction that most of the violence in this happens to technology. Like, yeah. Happen to the Terminator, mm-hmm. not to humans. I mean, mm-hmm. obviously they're the point in the... But there's other ways to get I mean, R rating. Yeah, so. exactly. I mean, they, <laughs> they could have had... Sex, language, violence. Yeah. Something that uh, might have interested the watcher, you know. Yeah, <laughs> something to pull you in, yeah. <laughs> but, I just, you know, they did it with Robocop, um, Jurassic World. I've, um, 
Yeah. It was just, you know. I, I, I was actually okay with Jurassic World having the rating it was because it, I mean, the film itself was very, like, family oriented mm-hmm. and aimed at that. To t- I was fine I with know, that. but that body count needed to have, like, an arm hanging out of a <laughs> dinosaur's mouth at some point. Yeah. Well, that's, well, that's the thing, like, is there any blood, period, in this film? This I, don't I don't think, think there was. So, I don't know. I mean, yeah, maybe a paper cut that I forgot that, about. That's the thing. I mean, yeah, I, they clearly, like, I think someone has a limp at one point. Mm-hmm. Um, limp and, and some bruises. Yeah, and, that, there might yeah. be a scrape. But, but there, there's no, <laughs> mm-hmm. and there's no real blood on screen in this film. It's even when people are dying in the future mm-hmm. before they send Carl Reese back. They, yeah. Okay. Like, well, I mean, I just, and maybe it's not just the rating, but it was the overall feel of uh, like watching T two Judgment Day, and that like sequence of the um, moped and the semi trailer, and just the anxiety I felt, and so yeah. and, and uh, like all oh, the stakes are really high, and I never felt that once, not even yeah. close to it. Was I that excited to see any? Of these Terminators, yeah. I mean, the, <laughs> they were. Yeah. And the best Terminator v Terminator bit is when you saw the T eight hundred go against the T eight hundred, and that's just because it, it was just a a fight scene between two Terminators, like, and mm-hmm. it was the original Terminator against Arnold Schwarzenegger as the Terminator. So that's nostalgia right there, and that's yeah. what they were clearly going for. Yeah. So. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I don't know. Yeah. Just before we get to ratings then, uh, I've only had a couple of people get to us about this film. Uh, but I will say, do go listen to the War Machine vs. Warhorse review they did. Because they talk about this film, kind of reviewing it. They also do Terminator 3 versus Terminator 4. Hmm. So that they're comparing those while talking about this film. And it's kind of fun to, to hear that. So mm-hmm. I've got Michael, yeah, which is at the Halfrican 81. He said, it took me back to what I enjoyed about the first two as a kid with more time travel. So I think he was very nostalgia-driven, his yes. view in there. And I can see that. I can see the nostalgia pulling you in. It wasn't enough for me. No, 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 no. <laughs> Way too many mistakes to yeah. be overridden by nostalgia. Yeah. Uh, i got at AB Film Review. They're mm-hmm. awesome. They're yep. <laughs> kind of cool guys there. They said, we haven't seen it yet and may not. <laughs> but as the Aussies, we would like to apologize for Jai Courtney. Jason Clark hopefully makes up for him. Jason Clark was one of the more enjoyable bits in the film, but no. No. <laughs> yeah. No. no, I mean, it, I, I enjoyed seeing that John Connor, but uh, I, mean, I refer you back to my time travel. Yeah. <laughs> Ranting. And then at Hillbilly Nerd One, simply says Ted Two was awesome. <laughs> Fair point. Okay, just distract. Yes. yes. Uh-huh. So okay. thank you for that. That was in response to Terminator. <laughs> yes. Okay. All right. That was in response to what did you feel about Terminator, Terminator Genesis? Yeah. Ted, Ted Two, two was, was awesome. awesome. All right. <laughs> Well, I have not seen that one yet, but I'm sure it's better. Uh, yeah. So, bottom line, I think from beginning to end, the, the issues originated and uh, ended with the script. Um, yeah, with the, the script and just, like, I understand maybe not fully grasping time travel, but just 
breaking every single law like no that that actually takes some planning <laughs> yeah you had to intentionally fuck yeah, that up you had to not care about <laughs> time travel mm-hmm. to mess it up this badly like. <laughs> Yeah. And this is from people that supposedly really like the first two films. Supposedly. Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. Okay. But, yeah, okay. <laughs> All right. Let's Ready? Try, try and just get the ratings and get this over, shall we? Yes, please. Just like I was waiting for the film to be over. Um, All right, how about you go first? I will then? go first. I am going to make it short and sweet. Um, only saving grace, I said, was the special effects. Yeah. Uh, a little bit of... John Connor, and a little bit of kind of amusing dialogue from Arnold. Um, yeah. That being said, I, I I feel comfortable at a minus six and a half on this. Uh, I was waiting, right. going with it like a minus six. I think no, I think that's too nice. <laughs> minus six and a half. It was just uncomprehendingly stupid <laughs> um, which I may have said for Mordecai but uh, just yeah like you said just flies in the face of anything you try to establish as time travel rules Yeah, and just they made the film do whatever they wanted it to do for the the narrative weak as it was oh yeah uh, and the only good genesis I will end with is Sega Genesis <laughs> over to you Paul nicely done man I'll go with that Alright. This is going to be a first. Uh-oh. <laughs> Wait, you're going to do the two ratings bullshit again. Come no, into a rating. <laughs> no, no. No, this is, this is going to be the first time my review will be lower than yours. Wow. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> I'm giving this a minus eight. Whoa. All right. The, the, Nicely done. Yeah. <laughs> the amount of just ripping apart of any logic, both the laws of physics and mm. any laws of time travel and the amount of blandness from most of the people in this film and I cannot rip into these people as actors or actresses no. depending you're on depending on what you're the material you're given that's the thing like, yeah. I know for a fact that Amelia Clark is a good actress so she is fantastic in Game of Thrones, yeah. from all accounts. Obviously, I cannot say <laughs> yes. from my own. We know J.K. Simmons has a gold statuette. <laughs> yeah. I mean, Arnold Schwarzenegger as the Terminator can be fantastic. He is fantastic as the Terminator in the previous mm-hmm. first two. And I know Jai Courtney can be great. I know Jason Clark. I enjoyed, actually, in this film. For mm-hmm. what he had, he was good. Matt Smith, I know, can be fantastic. And... This is what happened. I mean, as you were saying, the CG was good most of the time mm-hmm. <laughs> and gave us some stuff that they wouldn't have been able to do 10 years ago. I just kind of wish they hadn't done this. It was wasted, yeah. Yeah, that, I cannot fault the CG. I cannot fault... Actually, no, that's it. Um, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's the list. <laughs> yeah, I, I technically can't fault the actors because they were given whatever the script was. Yeah. Like they mm-hmm. they clearly were trying to do stuff. I mean, there's even points where the relationship between Sarah Connor and Carl Reese verges on the same relationship from Jurassic World. Like mm-hmm. that just kind of oh yeah, we're supposed to be together clearly, but there must be some 
conflict here. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh no. Oh, oh well, wait. Together You're going to die. That's <laughs> what I don't want to tell you. You're going to die. <laughs> Uh, right. I wish I had. And <laughs> and I didn't even get into this, but oh, <laughs> the T eight hundred, the power is gone at the end. He goes into that metal gloop thing. The entire base is destroyed. How did he turn back on? How? Well, like, there's no. There's no reason to think about yeah, it, Paul. It, I, just, I mean, <laughs> I know from that and from the button in the mid credit scene that they wanted to make more because Skynet is still there like it's just no just, just yeah, please stop please <laughs> stop uh, see it minus eight and I feel generous there <laughs> okay wow alright <laughs> well, yeah you're right the first time you've been a little more harsh than me um, yeah. I just think real quickly if you're still listening you deserve an award <laughs> yeah well uh, done here huh? yes yes well done but I think Paul real quickly just a, a minute and we're going to give a recommendation each of a decent time travel film yes <laughs> yeah, go ahead something we haven't yes. done in a while a Netflix recommendation uh, from I don't me know anyway. I don't know if mine's available on Netflix I, I don't think yeah, yours available. is as of now yeah but go ahead Paul but what for is me, yours real, yeah. real quickly here because we're running yes uh, mine is Primer now I know that most people will hear that and just go like no I'm not watching that because <laughs> it is a time travel film that does not at any point dumb down time travel right? mm-hmm. these people are basically physicists that create a time machine and do what physicists would probably do with a time machine and go back and test this time traveling and they create so many alternate things and then you find out at some point there's another machine that might that gives mm-hmm. all this other stuff but it's fantastic like if you're looking for something as i was after this film mm-hmm. that o- cleanser that as it obeys were. the laws of <laughs> physics and time travel as it is and, theoretically known to yeah. be yeah and does it well this is the film you need like this, right. this is what time travel is so there we go just go see primer even if you don't understand it great film <laughs> all right mine uh, it starts with PR as well as uh, <laughs> predestination and uh, not always the biggest Ethan Hawke fan but I think he nails it in this film shoot I'm, I'm going to blank on the uh, the girl that's in it apologies to her but uh, it's just so smartly done and it's very well written uh, they yeah. do a lot with a limited budget on this film because it was a smaller uh, kind of under the radar same, film, same with Prime and uh, they just create a world that's very believable uh, with these time travel agents, and <laughs> it's just a beautiful, well done story. I can't recommend it enough. I've seen it a few times, and the time travel makes sense to yes. me. to someone that has me, who we know has a very short, patient, very <laughs> limited patience with time travel. Yeah, uh, it. it it made sense to me and I could follow it nicely and they, there are a lot of lines of dialogue that they don't bother to explain which I like yeah. like no this is just this word and I'm not going to explain what this word means yeah. but it's part of the world we live in and yeah it's which, just they, which they, is they, fine yeah that's great because treat your audience with respect and yeah we'll go along with it if it's a well written story which yeah. obviously <laughs> what we saw wasn't yeah. <laughs> and then of course it like, <coughs> excuse me it because you just should. Back to the Future and the first two Terminators. Because, like, <laughs> yeah, yes. it, obviously ours maybe are the sort of no dumbing down, but if you, if you do want just 
the great films that aren't. Just an entertaining film. Yeah. Just go see those as well. All right. <laughs> Anything to get rid of this one. Yeah. Go. Yeah. The Austin Powers even. <laughs> yeah. That Don't follows that. everything as well. Yes, actually. And, and that's a spoof comedy film. <laughs> it's a spy time travel movie. spoof. Yes. All right. Let's let the people go. Yes. Yes, please. Mm. All right. Well, I've been Paul. I've been Brian. Don't see this film. No. <laughs> Ha, 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 ha.